Thank you very much, James, and uh, thank you, Josh, and the team. That was amazing, uh, the worship, and indeed, Jesus is our firm foundation. I also thank God for this time that we have just to, as a church, as a community, to take time to fast and pray. And even as I was reflecting on what to share this morning, uh, as we focus on intimacy, as we draw closer to God in this time of prayer, I felt God put a message in my heart that I would like to share with you guys today. When I think about intimacy, there are a few characters in the Bible that stand out, and there are many, but I just picked a few that I wanted us to talk about and see what we can understand from a life that is defined by abiding in God and in Christ. <clears throat> if we turn to Psalm, Psalms 27, from verse 1 to verse 4, we see David. And he, he starts that psalm by saying, The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? He is very clear on who God is in his life. He understood that without God there was darkness and he could not progress in life and he could not achieve what he wanted to achieve without God. And he said, the Lord is my light and my salvation. He went ahead and said, the Lord is the strength of my life. He was clear where his strength comes from. Everything he wanted to achieve in life, he knew where to draw the strength that he needed. And so with that understanding, if you go down now to verse 4, Psalms 27 verse 4, he says this, one thing have I desired of the Lord. That I will seek. That I will look for. That I will spend time trying to understand. That I will invest time in. That I will seek. That I may dwell in the house of the Lord. That, may, that I may dwell in the presence of God. All the days of my life. So he, is, he speaks about dwelling in the presence of God. Not visiting in and out. Not technical appearances. But he wanted to make it the place where he's found all the days of his life. I think James touched on this last week. When you look at David, this is a man God described as a man after his own heart. Yet we know David had flaws. I mean, this is someone who stage managed someone's husband to be killed so that he can take the wife. But even with those flaws, God looked at David's heart and said, this is a man after my own heart. And why would God say that? There are many reasons why people would say that. But for me, just reading this psalm, David had purposed, and he was very clear about the one thing, and that to be found in God's presence. And what that means is basically investing in a relationship with God that you become so intimate that you cannot see yourself living without that. And David was very clear on that. He was not perfect, but he was described as a man after God's own heart because of this characteristic that he had. And even this psalm, theologians say that he wrote this psalm when he was running away for his life, when Saul was after him. But in the midst of that distress, he says this, one thing that he desires is to be found in God's presence. As in he, he understood that's where he finds everything he needs in life, even in this time of distress. Just being in God's presence 
he was sure that, that, that God would be able to minister to him and give him all the protection he needs, the wisdom that he needs, and everything he needed for that time. And so David exemplified what really abiding in God means. That in season and out season, one cry he had is to be in God's presence. So he was very clear on his one thing. And so even this morning, as, as I was thinking, what do I title my message? And you know, as Kirill, I had to give Kirill a title of my message. And I could not think of anything else other than one thing. And just from this scripture, my question to us is as we do life, as we continue in life, do we have our one thing? Another, another scripture I would like us to reflect on is Psalm 84. The psalmist here again begins Psalm 84 verse 1 and 2, just saying how amazing God's presence is. And he writes, how lovely is your tabernacle, O Lord of hosts. My soul longs Yes, even faints for the courts of the Lord. My heart and my flesh cry out for the living God. This reminds me of Psalm 42 from verse 1. It says, as the deer pants for the water, so my soul longs after you. And the psalmist in Psalm 8, verse, uh, chapter 84, if you go to verse 10, he says this, For a day in your courts is better than a thousand elsewhere. I would rather be a doorkeeper in the house of my God than dwell in the tents of wickedness. So again, I see the one thing coming out in this place. That because in life, at times, we have to take decisions. If your one thing is very clear, then life decisions become easier because you just measure and say, if... In the same spirit of, I would rather be a doorkeeper in the house of the Lord than dwell in tents of wickedness. Anything, any pursuit, anything in my life that seems to draw me outside that place of my one thing, then a decision has to be made. Without that clarity, then it's, easily, it's very easy to be swayed to and fro. Another life that really brings out the one thing is the life of Paul. Apostle Paul. Apostle Paul, was a, was, if we look at his life, if we read Philippians chapter 3 from verse 7 to 9, you might not have it on screen, but I'll read it to you. Paul looked to his life and he said this, Whatever was to my profit, I now consider loss for the sake of Christ. Yet indeed I count all things loss, in fact, some translations say, I count all things as rubbish and trash. Considered, uh, I, count, I, count, I, I count all things lost for the excellence of the knowledge of Christ my Lord, for whom I have suffered loss of all things. And count them as rubbish that I may gain Christ and be found in him, not having my own righteousness, which is from the law, but that which is through faith in Jesus Christ. So Paul, who was, who, was, who was an achieved scholar, and he knew the scriptures so well. But I think he met Jesus and he said, you know what? I consider everything, everything lost. I consider everything as rubbish compared to this one thing that I now have found, and that is to know Jesus and to live for him and to abide in him. 
So also Paul, we see, he was very clear on this one thing. To know Jesus, abide in him, and to live from that place. Because if you read further in Philippians 3.12, he says, not that I have already attained or I'm already perfected, but I press on that I may lay hold of that which Christ Jesus has laid hold of me. So he was so clear on the one thing, and he understood from this one thing, that's the only way I can live out the purposes that God has in my life. For me to connect with purpose, Paul understood that it has to be about the one thing, abiding in, in, in Christ. And, and then in, 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 in that clarity of the one thing, Paul was very consistent. He went through very tough times. Even one example is he was in prison and he was in chains. And he testified and said, you know what? Even the jailers, the people around me testified that they've realized that my chains, the NKJV says my chains are in Christ. They put me in chains thinking that I would stop doing the work of the Lord or what God has called me to do. But even then he continued. In fact, some of the epistles we read today, he wrote them while he was in prison. And so when he had a very good excuse not to live out God's purposes, he, he continued to thrive in God's purposes for his life. And in life we go through such uh, seasons. I mean, we've just come through uh, and we're in faith, we are, we are in the last stages of our pandemic. There's been tough seasons in our lives. But when we abide in Christ, then we continue to receive strength and we're able to experience joy, peace, and victory through those periods that, to a point that we can continue to bear fruit in his name. Another example is that I see of the one thing is a story of two wonderful ladies in Luke chapter 10, verse 38 to 42. And it reads, Now it happened as they went that he entered a certain village, this is Jesus, and a certain woman named Martha welcomed him into her house. And she had a sister called Mary, who also sat at Jesus' feet and heard his word. <clears throat> But Martha was distracted. The Bible says Martha was distracted with much serving. And she approached Jesus and said, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to serve alone? Therefore tell her to help me. Verse 41. And Jesus answered and said to her, Martha, Martha, you are worried and troubled about many things. But one thing is needed, and Mary has chosen that good part, which shall not be taken away from her. Brothers and sisters, serving and doing things for God usually seem like a pretty good thing and noble thing to do. But here we see a story where Martha, I mean, Jesus was hungry, I'm sure, and Martha seemed to do a good thing. Feeding Jesus, right? But Mary chose to sat uh, to sit. Uh, Mary chose to sit and and listen to Jesus. To sit at Jesus' feet. And I see that also a time can play in our lives where we do things for God, 
but forget to abide. Because it is in the abiding that Jesus is able to transform our lives to a point that we can actually do things in his name. And because Jesus in John 15 says, apart from me you can do nothing. And so it is in the abiding that we are able to do. But here we see some, a scenario playing out, and at times it plays out in our lives. I have seen people who, and even at times, in phases in life, you see people who draw identity from what they do for God, which is sad. But we need to reach a point where abiding in Christ becomes our one thing. And only from there are we able to do. Because we've already found ourselves in Christ. Right? And so, in life, as you reflect about the one thing this morning, are we busy doing things for him or for others or for ourselves at the expense of abiding in him? Are our lives defined by being busy doing stuff and missing the one thing that Jesus spoke about in this passage? That is something we need to reflect about. The beauty about abiding in Christ, in finding our one thing, is that we are able to see fruit from that. And I call it fruit. Uh, this, 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 week, this past week, I was gathering with friends and we were discussing this. And we realized there are times we call things aspirations, whereas they should actually be fruit. I aspire to be the light. I aspire to be the salt. I aspire to to do X, Y, Z, to be X, Y, Z. But there is the beauty about abiding in Christ that this becomes fruit as we live out from that place of abiding. And I, I listed a few things that I see as fruit of us being clear about the one thing. Being clear about investing that relationship with Jesus in a personal way. One is we find ourselves and we are able to live from a place of purpose and true identity. As we sang today, I am whom you say I am. And it is very important that we get to find who God says we are. And that can only come from the place of being clear about the one thing and abiding in him. Let me give you a story of a, of a certain gentleman there's a gentleman by the name of George Bernard Shaw, a Nobel Prize winner some years ago in literature. Uh, just before he died, George Bernard Shaw was asked by a reporter, Mr. Shaw, you have visited with some of the most famous people in the world. You've met with royalty and known accomplished authors, artists, teachers, and dignitaries from every part of the world. If you could live your life over and be anybody you have known, who would you choose to be? Shaw replied, I would choose to be the man George Bernard Shaw could have been, but never was. As you reflect about that, and as I reflect about that, I am reminded of Ephesians 2, 8 to 10. For by grace, and it says, for by grace you have been saved through faith, and that 
that not of yourself. It is a gift of God. Not of works, lest anyone should boast. Then verse 10 is what now addresses what Judge Bernard Shaw was saying. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. God has prepared and gone ahead of our lives and he already has a purpose for our lives. The Bible says we are created in Christ Jesus for good works which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. And abiding and being clear about one thing in our lives puts us on the track to live from that place. Understanding purpose. The other fruit is that we are changed. We become like him. Uh, when I shared last time here, I was, I was talking about being the salt and the light. Again, this is a fruit. When you abide, you become the salt and the light. The other uh, fruit I see is the ability to bear fruit. John 15, you can do nothing apart from me. And, and so as we spend time with Jesus, everything we do, we do what we believe God has called us to do. We only do that which God has called us to do and we are able to bear fruit. Another aspect is, especially with the pandemic, uh, pandemic around us, we are assured of peace, joy, God's perspective, and victory in every season. We talked about the life of Paul. In prison, he continued to thrive in what God had called him to be. And so, I see such a blessing and, and, and such fruit that comes in us abiding and being clear about the one thing. <clears throat> so as I talk the, about the one thing, as we talk about abiding in Christ, how do we pursue the one thing? Yes, Richard, you're talking about the one thing. So how do we pursue the one thing? I would have loved to come with seven steps to achieving the one thing and to living from the one thing. But I only see two aspects which are very clear. One is salvation, as we talked about the gift of salvation. That opens the door. Jesus introduces us to the Father, to the Father's love. He's able to, to bring us into God's presence that we can connect with the purposes of our lives, the purpose that he set us out to do in this world. Second, is just spending time with him. You know, God is so invested in having a relationship with us that he's actually waiting on us to do that. You, so, you see, if, if you remember the story of Martha and Mary, Jesus actually rebuked uh, Martha and said, this one thing will not be taken away from her because God longs for that one-on-one -on -one with us, that intimate relationship, that the only person who can affect that relationship is us. And Jesus guards that relationship very jealously. So spending time with him and prioritizing him is, 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 is what we actually need to do. And why, why, why I want to emphasize spending time with him, the spiritual disciplines are amazing. And as we read scripture, as we fellowship, gathering together of saints, as the Hebrew writer wrote, yeah, those are, it's good because we get to know more about God. We get to learn about God. But spending time with him, one-on-one, -on -one, that's where true transformation happens. 
you know? And, and, and I look at the life of Jesus. He did exactly this. Jesus would retreat and spend time with the Father. In fact, uh, I think in uh, John 5, 19, he says, I only do that which I see the Father do. And so he was very clear on what he needs to do, when he needs to do, because he spent time with the Father. And in life, so that we don't end up being a, like Martha, we need to spend time so that we only do what we're supposed to do. And we can only know that when we spend time with him. So in conclusion, there are a few things I just want to share with us as we now reflect on this one thing. One truth is that God paid a huge price for that intimacy with us. We've just come from Christmas. And when you think about Christmas, that God came in the form of man. He was born at a place that even the poorest of the poor are usually not born in such places. Filthy, stinky place. Then look at his life, the progression. What he went through. Up to the cross. He, was, he died a gruesome death. In fact, it was reserved only for the worst criminals. He did all that just to be intimate with you and me. And that's why he longs for that fellowship. He longs for, that, for us to, to, to operate from that place of abiding in him. Being clear about the one thing. He did not pay, he did not pay such a price for a fickle, shallow, awkward relationship with us. He loves us too much not to be invested in a, in a relationship with us. So even as we take time to pray and fast as a community, I pray that God will reveal himself to us, that we will pursue the one thing, that we will be so clear about the one thing in our lives. And that should be the journey to building and abiding in Christ, building that relationship from abiding in Christ. There is a void and a longing and a thirst in each and every one of us that only God can fill. No entertainment, relationship, possession, achievement, or trophies can fill. But when we abide, when we pursue the one thing, that void is filled and that thirst is quenched. And only then can we live a full life, as Jesus promised us. Because Jesus, John 10, 10, he says, the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. The enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But I have come that they may have life and have it in its fullness. I pray that God will give us the divine rhythm in life so that we do not major on the minors and, remain, and so that we may remain clear on the one thing. Yes, because in life, uh, the Bible says, man shall not live by bread alone but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. So, we, so yes, we need bread. We need the physical bread. We need to work. We need, to, we need to, to put food on the table. We need to do what needs to be done. But I'm praying that God will give us the divine rhythm so that we don't miss on the important thing that Jesus defined when he was addressing Martha. The one thing that cannot be taken away from us.
I pray that we will be present and invested in building that intimacy just as God is present and invested in that intimacy. So one thing, as, as, as I close in the words of Psalm 27, one thing have I desired of the Lord, that I will seek, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life to behold the beauty of the Lord and inquire in his temple. So the key operative words there, dwell, seek, that we will be clear about the one thing, that we will seek and dwell in that place of abiding in him. And then we can live out the purposes that God has for our lives. And then we can experience the fullness that Jesus promised because we live from that place of abiding in him. God bless you. Well, great job, Richard. That was excellent. And uh, I just, I just want to pray for us as we head out into the week. And Lord, I just pray that each and every one of us would grow in our abiding in you. That we would take the time to just spend time with you, to be alone with you. And, I, I, you know, I, I just want to encourage each and every one of us. The best way to abide with God is to, to be and just have honest conversations. If you're angry about something, tell him. If you are upset about something, tell him. You know, God knows what's going on in your life already. He's not upset with you. He's not going to be upset if you're telling him that you're angry. Even if you're frustrated at him, tell him. And be, be able to listen to and accept the answers that he gives you. Just as you would have a relationship with anyone else, have an honest and open relationship with God because it's so much easier to abide with him when we can communicate with him directly and just and be honest and open up our hearts and open up our fears and open up our, our sorrows, open up our anger, open up our, the things that we're celebrating to him. So take the time, abide with him, have that one-on-one -on -one relationship that Richard so wonderfully spoke to us about today and know that that is what God values the most. He's not looking for you to do something for him. He's wanting you to live life with him, you know, as his wonderful child. And so may you experience his love and his grace and his peace and his joy in your life this week and just have an incredible week. Look forward to you know, being with you online again next week. Take care.